you should turn out work that you'll be proud of. Yeah. Turn out work that is that's that measures up to the the standard expected. Yeah, very true. Document everything, document everything. As designers, for design, always have a specification document, have a style guide created for every product you work on. Uh, assume that your design, your developer is not going to understand how your design tool works. So create style guides and also export all the assets and uh, uh, send them. Document the components, styles, the colors, the, the um, text detail, and document how states work and how empty states over states and how interactions is going to work. Hopefully your products are going to be successful. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever you are, whenever you're listening to the podcast. My name is Brighty Maker and this is the Creatives Chronicles. I'm not alone on the show today. We have the boss, the man, the myth, and the legend here on the show, Boss UK Chukunda. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. Hello, and welcome, viewers. Awesome, awesome. So uh, this podcast is created for designers and developers. Here on this show, we share our experiences, our feelings. We keep it real. The goal is to help you become a well-rounded professional. And today we are going to be talking about designer developer handoff. Uh, on majority of projects, we, we get to collaborate. Uh, there, there's collaborations that happen. There is different rules assigned to different people. And there is need to understand how files can be transmitted and transferred, how you can collaborate effectively. So that is going to be the focus of today's episode because uh, this conversation is really, really needed. Uh, a number of times uh, a designer creates some designs and or some screens and gives the developer to develop and uh, sometimes when they, what they end up coming up with or what the end result uh, looks like might be different from what the designer had in mind or what the... Uh, project or product specification was supposed to be. And um, today we'll be talking about some of the things that causes these uh, discrepancies or gap in uh, the delivered product and the uh, mock-up or envisioned product. Right? You've worked with designers in the past as a developer. Um, for you, what, what were some things that, that um, Cost friction and what were some things that uh, made uh, handoff and working together effective or easy? Um, I think what's what made working together easy was effective collaboration and, uh, will I say, effective communication. So, mm -hmm. if you're working with a designer, if the the deliverable or the terms of the interchange are very clear. Okay, this is what you're going to give to me. The designer knows this is what I'm going to give to this, the developer. The developer knows this is what I'm expecting from the designer. Um, whatever it's me, then that's easy. So let's say, for example, the developer is expecting the extracted HTML Markup for whatever design was done. 
for example. Or he might be expecting a, let's say, Figma output or Photoshop output. And the designer has has a different set of expectation. Let's say the, the, the developer expects, okay, at the end of the day, this guy is going to give me some form of Figma outputs. And the designer is thinking at the end of the day, I'm going to deliver a Corel Draw or Photoshop outputs. That's just an, an example. So when there's a mismatch in what the expected interchange is supposed to be, then there are frictions. Also, when when there isn't any collaboration, let's say they, they're not working together as part of a team. So the, the, the designer is just like, okay, I'm going to do all my work and hand over everything to whoever this the developer is supposed to be. That's that for me. And the developer mm-hmm. doesn't know there's, there's no effective, uh, there's no link between him and the designer to be able to iron out whatever kinks or frictions may appear. So I think that's where, in my experience, majorly issues like this appear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, handoffs are supposed to um, help designers, uh, help designers export their design from whatever design tool they use, and also help the developer inspect the elements and assets and effectively implement the design, receive feedback and collaborate effectively. And uh, uh, coming from uh, time past, like in the previous times when Photoshop was the almost de facto uh, tool used for creating products, product design, like then for you to even be web designer or developer, you have to even understand how Photoshop works. You would have to understand how to slice images, how to work with, uh, how to do redlining uh, and doing specifications. But, but we've, we've seen that um, designing as a whole and the collaboration is made, it's now easier and more effective because we have plenty collaborative tools now in existence like, like like for me in our office we use figma most times i use figma for almost all products and i work on because it is actually very collaborative it's easy to collaborate on tools like this uh i believe there are also tools that, that some other designers use that is also effective like adobe uh XD, I think it has a good collaboration feature. Like, like for me, working on products and projects, after doing the design and adding interaction and prototyping, uh, you could easily share the links to the products. Formerly, what I used to do was I'd export all assets, like every image used, then I'll create like a style guide, like a um, spec specification document, documenting the um, the, the font styles, the uh, use for different kinds of elements on the design, the buttons, the uh, states of different elements, like how the interaction is going to work. Like I'd actually do a document and then hand off to the developer. And um, over, over time, I've had issues too. Like after doing all this export, then you still have someone say, okay, uh, this file is not in the exported document or uh, like they will implement something that will look different outside this specification. Uh, I think uh, if there is the gap in communication, like you mentioned earlier, uh, that is where problem happens. Like if there is no feedback or continuous uh, like revisiting or regular check-ins to 
review what is happening with the product development, you might end up, after the developer might have spent like a very long time, and they will come up with something that is different from these specifications. Uh, so there is need, like you mentioned, for communication, and I think regular check-ins, like we, what is happening on, don't just hand off and walk away into the sunset. Like, uh, as a designer, you should be committed to the process, and developers too. Uh, regular check-ins would help, like, so you understand that, okay, what you are executing is actually in line with the design specifications. That's a nice submission. Awesome. So um, some of the tools that exist today that uh, could help effective communication or handoff, uh, I know Figma, I know of, um, uh, another app called Zeppelin, and uh, I think I've used Simply Handoff. It's a plugin on Figma too, but most of them is, uh, I think Zeppelin is paid for. You can have one project for free, but if you want to work on more than one project, you have to actually pay to use Zeppelin. Uh, but today it's easier because tools we use are now very easy to collaborate. Like you can share the link to your Figma prototype to a, a developer and they have access to view it and download the assets themselves. But, but this, this would require um, the developer actually taking time to understand how to use the Figma interface. It's not that hard to understand, but it requires that um, they get out of their own way and invest some time to understanding this is how it works. Because designers and developers, they communicate in different ways. Uh, they come from different backgrounds some of the time. And um, the way they communicate, it's quite different. But I believe empathy would help, like understanding how um, developers think or how designers think if you're a developer, how designers work and how the, the developers work. It, it would um, help um, bridge this, the gap between um, execution and um, the initial sketch or mock-up that was created, like understanding how the um, other person would interpret whatever uh, design or feature request, or uh, this would help reduce the gap in communication. So I think we should all invest time in uh, understanding how uh, the other party in the project, how they work and how they think. This usually occurs when the developers and the designers are working in different bubbles. Yeah. The developer is working off on his own, and the designer is on his own cases where they are members of the same team or they work in close proximity, you find out that the, this issue occurs less frequently. Mm, yeah, the people work together, there's feedback, this, as it, they are clear in terms of what each party wants. Okay, I want mm. the button to be like this, because, and, and there's, a, there's quick turnaround time. So mm. the developer doesn't, as in the designer doesn't go off into his own mountain up something and send down and mm -hmm. the other person looks at it like that ah, i don't want this and you now have to go through the process just like doing returns for a jumia package or a conga package or an e-commerce delivery package so mm -hmm. that round tripping and everything takes time but when you guys are part of the same team it's easier for you to know what the what is expected of each party and what the deliverables yeah. are yeah. And also where there are gaps and, and disconnects it's the time to, to fix it is very short and the turnaround is very quick. 
Yeah, very true. Yeah, you are not supposed to be working in silos. It's supposed to be a collaboration. Uh, so don't go off in isolation and without um, effective communication. And be prepared to compromise on some certain things. Like I remember um, an example, working on um, the user interface for our website, thecreativeschronicles.com. Uh, there were some features and some design decisions I made, but during the implementation, uh, I, I saw the uh, the challenges that arose from some of those decisions. So, as designers, be be sure that there would be some trade-offs. There would be some uh, features you would have to give up or some uh, aesthetic that that might not be feasible for uh, the device or the end product. So it's a good thing if everybody on the project is uh, involved early on, like the, they are all stakeholders, developers, product managers, uh, and um, users, they are all stakeholders. So it's a good thing to involve them early on to get, uh, to understand what is feasible and what is not feasible. Uh, because as designers, sometimes we can be futuristic uh, in nature, and sometimes we we can we like experimenting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some designers, as you guys are, you guys are a very creative bunch. You guys are in in some ways digital artists. So I think sometimes there's a tendency to get carried away, and mm -hmm. there's that need to. You should always remember that your design should be practical. It's going to be implemented at the end of the day. It's not a design that unless it's you're not designing something that's going to hang in an art museum. This has yeah. to be implemented. And yeah. not everything you come up with can be either possibly implemented or possibly implemented in the required time frame. Mm -hmm. So as in it's sometimes you should as in for the sake of the project, you might have to might have to temper your creative sides down and not add all the bling and the sweet juices and the gradients and everything that you might, wanted, you might have wanted to to add on the design is good to err on the side of practicality. That's basically what, what is required of you anyways. That's what is required of a designer. So your creative side to come up with something nice, but we have to now trade off with the arts, trade the arts off with the implementation of the arts. Awesome, awesome. Uh, and um, another use case uh, uh, for when design goes wrong or when implementation goes wrong is um, the pig milk uh, strategy to put an opener on the top of the uh, tins. Like um, the, the usual convention for most homes in Nigeria is that they use a knife and on both sides of the top, they, they just uh, make openings on both sides and then use the uh, pig that way. Then pig did the redesign of the thing. And um, for most part, a lot of people still, regardless of the opener at the top, with the opener looking at them, they would see ball holes in the two <laughs> sides of the thing and then use it. This is a case for usability and how uh, the thing was designed like it was designed, but um, I would say they did not take into consideration the end users, how they would use the product. 
uh, like, like, like some of the design features we want to implement without taking uh, cognizance of the fact that people using these products and apps and websites, they already have conventions in mind to how, as to how things would be and how things are supposed to be. So um, if we want to innovate and create features, it's a good thing to err on the side of practicality, like you mentioned, and also uh, understand our users and how they would be using the products we actually design. Going back to your peak example, well, one might argue that it's possible that it was not a usability concern for them, rather the changes we are born out of, we are born more from the from design concerns and usability concerns because if it was usability concerns they waited too long this has mm. been mm. this has been over over two decades so there has been a lot of in, in, ingrained behavior and it's going to take a lot a long time to change mm. Mm. yeah 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 very true very true and i also think they didn't do like um uh enough marketing or promotion to even change this behavior if they wanted it to change like uh talking to people and like putting adverts in people's face about the change if they want that to see that it's an ongoing process it's not something they can they can do in the rollouts because like i said this is a behavior spanning decades you have many generations that that's came up being nudged or being led to behave uh, to use this product a certain way so one rollouts or one, one period or some months of rollouts ads is not going to switch that behavior overnight. So it's something that is going to take some years to, just like the, the process took years to learn, it's going to take some years to unlearn. Mm. I don't know how much of a concern that is for them. Yeah, I think it was a health concern somehow because it was found that it's actually not healthy to be used uh, an open thing because most times when people open it, they pour little and keep it and store it. What they were trying to uh, point out is storing, I think, storing is uh, bad and you should just use everything once and then. They probably like that. wanted people to, to buy more. So it, <laughs> it was more a business concern than the health aspect. Oh, okay. okay. I didn't think of it that way, though. I thought no, no, be. Uh, it's, it's a good thing for them. Okay. Now, now going back to um, uh, collaborations, two things I think uh, is important for successful collaborations is defining a proper communication channel. Like, what will be the communication channel you'd use for um, that collaboration? Is it Slack? Is it um, what is the other one, Discord, or is it Telegram? Whatever would be um, the communication channel, it should be defined ahead. And um, all stakeholders involved in the project should understand um, what the deliveries are and should understand what success in that project looks like. Because if the goal is not de defined, Anybody can say they have scored a goal when a goal post was not actually set from uh, beforehand. So it's a good thing that there are clearly defined goals and deliveries and proper communication channel should be defined. This would help. This would help the project success, in my opinion. This would help. It also, it also starts from the project organization. So like we've, we've established earlier, it's better when the developers and the designers are working together as part of the same team. But in some projects, that is not actually what happens. For example, let's say these people are 
freelancers and the design and development are treated as separate phases. So the designer is done with his, or the designers are done with their work and they export everything that they are supposed to export. And the developers come on board and probably some assets are missing or they don't understand how to work with these particular exports. So in some cases, it is out of the control of the individual developers and designers. It's something that can be, think that can first be addressed at the project organization phase or the project organization level. This reminds me of a certain project I worked on some months back. What I did after handing off like the design assets and the link to the project, like the source files to the project, was I also sent a message that please, before the project goes live, I'd like to do a review of the implementation. Like uh, this would be like, for me, like this would be like a quality check. And I also uh, inform the client that please, if there's any questions the developer is having with implementation, please reach out to me. Because for me, I'd like to see my designs implemented like to the best possible, um, the, exactly the way it is, uh, if possible. But if there are going to be trade-offs, let it not be um, too, too much that it affects the uh, usability of the design. So uh, I'd like to always like keep an open communication channel when I see that um, there is no, like I don't know who the developer is that is going to implement it, but I, I like to leave an open communication channel that, okay, after the developer implements, please, I, I'd like to review. So that, for me, that, that's like one, one thing I like doing. Yeah, that's good, but that's a variable. You can do that and designer ABC, designers ABC can do that, but what about the rest of the designers? So that's a variable. That's how it's, it's not dependent on the standards of professionalism you hold yourself up to. Different designers will hold themselves up to different standards of professionalism. And in some cases too, like in freelance projects, the projects manager may also be worried about cost, especially where he's paying per the hour. So yeah, as in the, the project itself, the project makeup or the project organization drives a lot of all these downstream successes or problems. And let's say it's a designer that is the opposite of bright, but they have to start chasing up and down to come and answer some questions. Or the the project convener himself, he does not want to pay for the designer to continuous consultations and feedback and on, on the building process as regards the design. Yeah, yeah. So there, are, there are certain things that are out of the control of either the developers or the designers. Yeah, true, true. So uh, from what I can understand, bottom line is we should all hold ourselves to higher standards because uh, at the end of the day, uh, it's telling on us as um, creatives that, okay, this thing you created, um, the if the project was not successful, like uh, why were you consulted in the first place? So I think we should all hold ourselves to higher standards, like you mentioned. On a final or closing note, your uh, closing words for our audience, like on collaborations and effective uh, designer-developer relationship and working together. Um, systems could help. Could help uh, putting systems in place could help mitigate potential problems that may arise. We talked about putting systems in place at the project organization level. Then in terms of putting systems in place 
that govern collaboration between the developers and the designers and putting them as part of the same team so they can understand what is what is expected from either parties or from both parties i think the 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 makeup the it it speaks to management so the project organizations the the way the relationship is organized, the tools and collaboration mechanisms and everything. So that speaks to good project management. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> there is this um, quote that is funny. I think it's even from programming that assume that the person that is going to read your code is a psychopath that knows your address when writing code. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so uh, we could um, rephrase it and apply it to designers to assume that the developer that is going to uh, implement your designs is um, somewhere that is not very happy, knows uh, knows your uh, address if you misbehave on the design, well, but that's an enlightened note too. Uh, I think what yeah. those things speak to is that you should you should turn out work that you'll be proud of, yeah. turn out work that is that's, that measures up to the, the standard expected. Yeah, very true. Document everything, document everything. As designers, for design, always have a specification document, have a style guide created for every product you work on. Uh, assume that your design, your developer is not going to understand how your design tool work. So create style guides and also export all the assets and uh, uh, send them. Document the component styles, the colors, the, the um, text detail, and document how states work and how empty states over states and how interactions is going to work. And um, hopefully your products are going to be successful. It's been an amazing conversation today. Remember to go and leave comments in, in the episode. Tell us how you work and collaborate with on products and projects. You can go to thecreativeschronicles.com forward slash contact to send us a message or leave us a message. Or you can do that via Twitter, DM or on the uh, post. You can comment on the post on any social media platform you're using to hear this or any podcast app you're using to listen to this. Leave us your comments, review the show on iTunes. It's been an interesting and amazing episode. Uh, till we come your way next week, remember to go out and create awesomeness. Always be creating, man. That, that's the goal. Always create. That, that's the only way you could iterate and get better. For myself and the team, have an amazing week. We'll see you next week. Bye.